0: hey what's going on everybody? I'm uh, I, I know a few like a week, I think it was a week or so back I uh, put out a QA for some questions that that I was thinking about doing for the podcast and I have finally got around to actually doing it. Um, I've been very busy. I've been sick like a dog felt like shit but uh, feeling better having some uh, having some coffee. Going over a bunch of things. A lot of things have been happening uh, for myself, but uh, but also for aftershock. As you all know, we haven't really haven't really been uh, performing that well, but uh, you know it, it, it's been a tough year, and I, I don't want to pinpoint it on any one thing. I don't think it is any one thing. I, I think it's multiple things that haven't really fell into place that uh, are you know a, a direct reason of why uh, we're really not playing that well. Um, we just recently lost LJ Parrish to Infamous. Uh, no hard feelings at all to LJ. I uh, love that kid. Uh, I think he is a, a, a big loss for the team. I think he's a huge talent. I think he's uh, got a long way to go. I, I in a positive way. I mean, I think he has a lot of uh, a lot of gr- room to expand his game and and grow as a paintball player. That's that's what I mean. Um, but I mean, he has a lot of experience playing at uh, playing at a, at a high level, and he's a smart kid. Uh, he's aggressive. Um, he's good-hearted. He's just, he's a good dude. So. Uh, I became really good friends with him uh, even closer uh, ever since he got on the team and definitely no no hard feelings. I think he'll fit in well over there uh, at Infamous and uh, Travis's little camp. Um, but uh, but just referring back to aftershock, I think there's a lot um, you know, honestly, ever since our practice before Dallas. Uh, I really, I actually thought we were going to do halfway decent. We didn't really have too, too good of a practice the two weekends before, uh, just because we had the uh, there was a ten man mechanical tournament that uh, that some guys were playing in, and then um, we were kind of flip flopping back and forth between playing the layout, playing the ten man event. Uh, I think that was a, a, a big distraction. It was fun, don't get me wrong, but I think it was a big distraction uh, the two weekends before. Uh, and, but you know what, the, the following weekend against our summer pro team, I, I think we did, I think we had a very, very solid weekend of practice. I mean, I, I think I've heard it from multiple people, um, on the team and the coaches say that that was one of the most productive practices that we've had. And I thought that we really had that field down, um, at least how it was going to play. And for some reason, I don't know. You know, I don't want to blame it on the weather. I don't really want to blame it on anything else but ourselves. Um, but I don't know what—I don't know exactly what the what the the factor was. Um, but those four teams that we played definitely help us figure that out. <laughs> uh, it, I mean, it's no joking matter. But I mean, it's it's over with. I mean, we got to learn from it. And you know, what better way to learn from something than to uh, get your ass kicked? four times in a row and and it just goes to show you man you know it's uh there there's we have really good players on this team and to think that we can take anybody out there no matter who they are or what team they play for lightly I think is is a a giant mistake um you know and, and I'm not saying I'm personally saying that anybody can beat anybody any given day any any given weekend Um, of a tournament, anybody can beat anybody at this level, especially now more than any time ever that I have been in this league. I feel like uh, anybody can beat anybody. And I don't think it's a fluke. Uh, I think it's just true talent and hard work and uh, time that goes into it. And I think everybody, you know, everybody's doing that some more than others, but I mean, everybody's putting in a really good amount of work. Um, You know, and... It's just so tough, you know, because I, I feel like we do have a really good team. I feel like we have guys who are very experienced, guys who make really good decisions. Um, losing LJ is going to be tough. Uh, you know, any player that we lost, it was it was tough, and it was it was hard to battle back from because now you have to you have to fill that spot. And for any of you that are curious at, at what is, who's going to fill that spot or anything. I don't, as far as I know, uh, we won't be picking up anybody. Uh, we will be actually be moving some players up from our semi-pro team and, uh, and kind of hiring within, uh, sort of speak. But you know, and, and fuck right now, you know, I'm, I'm really up in the air, uh, about Atlantic city. And I, I know some of you have seen some of my posts. Um, w- exactly what had happened was everybody saw uh, what it was like in Dallas, and the fields eventually became these uh, these these mud pits. And I had kind of tweaked it. I had surgery on it about a year and a half ago on my on my meniscus, and I'd been fine, hadn't really had any pain. Uh, in this past pra- this past uh, tournament in Dallas, there was, I want to say it was the Uprising match. I think that was our our first match on Saturday. And I, I didn't feel a, a, an exact moment of when it tweaked. It was more or less kind of at the end of the day. Like, it just felt like shit. Like, at the end of that match, I was just like, man... It just, it hurt more than normal. And uh, I, I'm not saying that I forced my my way through injuries um, because I, I feel like I know my body fairly decently. But, um, you know, after that match, it was like, man, it just kind of hurt a little bit more than normal. And then after the Dynasty match, I just did not, even during uh, during the Dynasty match, I didn't feel 100%. And, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say that I was you know cheating my team because i, w- I was going out there i mean we didn't, have, we didn't have a choice we didn't really ha- have that many guys um we only had six guys so you know i i wanted to be out there and play uh you know everything i could for the team but during that match man it was it was uh it was not feeling good and eventually uh, uh getting off of it i think i, I stayed when i got back um no really significant swelling or anything like that so I, I wasn't too concerned about it and then I got home the uh, the following week I believe on Tuesday I went to my morning jiu- Jitsu class and uh, this guy kind of had me locked up in a leg lock and I tried to twist my way out of it and it just it just kind of went in in just in the right direction I guess and I heard this pop and i felt my knee just get super hot and warm no pain initially just a little discomfort but no like excruciating i have to stop instantly pain because i actually rolled again after that because i didn't have any pain and then that's kind of when it started dawning on me like wow it's starting to get really hot some pain is actually starting to come into play and i sat out the last of course it was like the last 10 minutes of class but um I sat and I, I really kind of started feeling it. And then the next, like, I'm going to say probably next three, four days, it was, I could, I could hardly walk. Um, and it was just, it was terrible. And <clears throat> right now I'm actually, I'm walking on it. Um, walking fine, uh, stairs, ascending and descending is, is fine. Uh, my big issue right now is when I pivot. So when I turn to my right, I'm good. But when I turn to my left, um, and I and I pivot, and you kind of, you know you kind of leave your foot, your right foot on the ground a little bit and kind of drag it as you're. I can't do that because as soon as my foot pivots, I get a sharp pain on the inside of my knee. And everything that I've read and and seen and heard before. Uh, It's more of an MCL issue. I I went to the doctor and had it looked at, uh, and he took x-rays, took a a look at it. He said it could possibly be the MCL, uh, or it could be a uh, a meniscus issue again, but he obviously uh, ordered an MRI, which I have uh, tomorrow morning, bright and early, so hopefully those results come back, and I'm hoping that it's just a sprain. But even uh, even if it is a sprain, I, I think I'm still in the up in the air right now for uh, for Atlantic City because it's so close, and with uh, with me not being able to pivot on it or put any pressure on it, um, even dropping down to a knee or doing anything like that, you know, I I, I have a good amount of pain, and Something like this, I, I really don't want to push the issue, uh, just because I, I don't want to have it turn into something even more major. I'm thinking about doing some stem cell research, though. Uh, there's a place here locally, and if I can avoid surgery, I, I've heard a lot of success stories from uh, from the stem cell procedures. Um, I might take a look into that, uh, but but as of right now, I'm not I'm not. Uh, Playing paintball. I'm not uh, not doing any kind of training for jujitsu. I am just doing some stairs. I'm doing some squats, uh, some body squats. Trying to do some lunges a little bit. Um, but any any kind of fast, quick movement is just not in the foreseeable future, unfortunately. And and I think Atlantic City is a little too close um, for me to feel comfortable to be able to go play. And it sucks too because I've, I've you, know, I thought about it. Uh, even the uh, Iron City Classic, I was thinking about playing that, and now it's definitely a no. And um, you know, Atlantic City being so close to the Dallas event, I just don't have any time to uh, to revamp. And God forbid if I do need some kind of surgery, or um, you know, I don't know how long the stem cell uh, the stem cell thing goes on. How many how many times I have to go back and and, and get the shot. Um, I don't know how long that uh recuperation period is, so I'm I'm hoping to be back by the Chicago event, um, but you know that's that's me really hunkering down and uh, and going to work and getting this thing back into uh, into playing shape, but I've been babbling too much. Uh, We are now going to get into the Q and A from a week ago Uh, I'd like to do these more often Um, maybe even turn it into kind of like a weekly like a weekly show or something like that but uh, let's start off with uh, let's start off with some Instagram so I'm gonna go onto my Instagram and I'm gonna see what we have so uh, let's see I've heard you mention before that you aren't the most accurate shooter uh, do you believe accuracy is less important for a front player? I'm pretty sure that I've said I'm, I'm a more accurate shot than than average. Um, but uh, but I believe accuracy... See, I mean, that's, that's the weird thing now. Because I feel like for a front player, I feel like accuracy is more important than volume. I feel like your first couple shots uh, as a front player need to be on and need to be... Uh, you, if you can control somebody with, with less shots, I think is, is better. I mean, I don't know. Some people will say, well, you're living in the past in seven minutes. I was like, I think, I think you can still do it. I think you can still do it. I think nowadays game is extremely boring, um, with all the bounce shots and everybody shooting with one finger and, uh, and, and the ramping, uh, but a lot of people shoot a lot of paint and a lot of people enjoy that. A lot of the, uh, the paint sponsors enjoy the, You know everybody's shooting a lot of paint so uh but for me I don't really like shooting that much paint I know uh Bruno doesn't like to hear that and um probably some will even tell me that's the reason why we're not doing so well is because I don't shoot enough paint uh but I mean uh I I don't know I, I just I like going down the field and um and shooting a guy in with a couple couple shots and moving to the next spot uh, I really hope that this sport is not going to uh, a, a side where everybody's just sitting there in their spots, just shooting their guns, shooting bounce shots, and the general public still has no idea what we're doing. So um, hopefully it goes in some kind of general direction. Uh, does Mike Bruno still got it? Have you ever played one-on-one with him? I've never played one-on-one with him. Uh, I've only played with him actually a couple times. Does he still have it? Uh. Well, if you're talking about his hair, no, he's he's still bald. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, I mean, he's he knows how to win, man. Bruno knows how to win. Um, and as far as gotta go, I mean, everybody from who's ever played paintball and who has had to slow down and start doing something else, I wouldn't say that they don't have it. I think they still have the fire to want to do it, uh, but maybe their body physically just can't keep up with it. Um, so, I mean, that's uh, that's, I guess, my answer to that one. Um, which SL ego was your favorite? Do you still have any of them? I actually i I don't have any of my uh, any of my signature series markers anymore. I. Just sold them. I believe I sold them last year. Uh, all I have left is my Aftershock Splash LV 1.5, and then my uh, my Tiger Stripe by Aesthetic anodizing uh, the LVR. And then I also have that a very sweet little toy that I I, I really enjoy shooting is the uh, mechanical Ether that uh, that the good people over at Planet Eclipse sent me. Uh, I love shooting that thing but but my uh my favorite SL was probably I think it was the SL64 was the excessive version. Um it, it wasn't the it wasn't the black and yellow one that was milled out uh with excessive on it and the stars and everything but it was the 2006 version. I think it was an SL64. I'm not 100% uh it could be an SL oh God, if I got it I think it was a 64. I wonder what those numbers mean anyway. Ah, the paintball nerds know. I don't. Um, <laughs> but it, it would be that. It would be the 2006 excessive. Uh, mine was black with like dark olive green parts. I thought was uh, I thought it was pretty sick. Uh, let's see. How much of a burden is it on your family back home? Having to go to all these events. Surely it's trying on your wife and kids. How does it affect you? Uh, It definitely is because, you know, I've missed a lot of things because obviously a lot of people, uh, a lot of people do a lot of things on the weekends or they wait um, for like birthday parties and whatnot. A lot of people wait until everybody's off work, which is usually the weekends. And I've missed a lot through the years. And it is, it is really tough because, you know, I want to see my kid uh, grow up and go through all these moments. And, you know, a lot of people are going to say, well, you know, it's only, you know, you only get five events throughout the year. Well, you got you got to think about it though. It's it's five events, yes, but you know, at minimum, at minimum, you are playing the two weekends with your team before the event. So that's three weekends out of a month that you know that you're gone, and um, you know that's if you only play the U.S. events. Now, if you play the European events, that's another five events that you're getting ready for if you're practicing for them i honestly don't know if if the u.s teams that play over there which are the big money teams impact houston heat and then all the top players they go over there and play for all the other teams um but i think only one or two of those guys have kids uh everybody else is uh you know late 20s early 30s you know single living it up going uh, doing whatever they want but but I'll tell you what. I mean, you can even ask the guys who have kids who are doing this full-time. I mean, ask Sloviak and, and uh, you know, even Dalton and everybody who has a little one. It's It sucks, man, because, you you know, you get those pictures and you get those moments when you're at the event with your boys and it's you see your little, you know, your son or your daughter and, you know, they're doing something that you would love to be with and, and doing them with. But... You know, because you want to see them grow up, and you'll understand that once you, uh, once y'all have kids. But um, and how does it affect me? I mean, just just like I said, it's I. It's tough because I love playing paintball and I love the grind. <coughs> um, but I also uh, love my family and I love my I love my kids. So I uh, torn torn man. Uh, what do you think about paintball wars going on in Detroit? To replace gun violence, <laughs> I think uh, I think Dizon. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna switch over to here to uh, to f- the Facebook wants to, and I think Dizon said something about that. You know, when I first heard about it, um, I thought it was like I thought they were just they were going and playing paintball, like oh that that's fucking awesome. You know, they're going out and they're playing paintball instead of uh you know instead of you know gun violence and all this shit and then I watched the video and they're shooting houses and at each other and nobody's wearing goggles and this it's like it's like chaos it, it's kind of one of those stories where you know all this shit is happening and then the next thing you know a guy is holding his eye and blood's running through his fingers because uh, because they're just sitting around just you know looking down barrels and stuff like that and like oh my god. Um, It's definitely, I I don't think this is an instance where um, any publicity is good publicity because this is just kind of, I think, showing the unsafe side of the sport of how it could be. Um, You know, a lot of people see paintball as dangerous and dangerous and vandalizing. And I think this just goes to show... Uh, what a lot of uh, ignorant people, you know. In in all due respect, what you know they don't know. They don't they don't know what we're trying to do and what we're trying to achieve. They just see it as you know as these paintball markers and just shooting up houses, and they think it's well. At least we're not shooting each other with guns. Well, yeah, yeah. So okay, so rather than you know shoot somebody, and they die, I'd rather you know shoot somebody with a paintball gun, you know, and maybe take out an eye. Or something like that. It's just I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. I feel like there's there's other uh, options. I mean, maybe paintball isn't the option, and I'm fine with that as long as people are not getting hurt. Uh, so I think my opinion uh, is that there could be there could be different ways and uh, and better ways to end gun violence. But you know, I am just a uh, a paintball player. So who knows? Uh, let's see with the rate of fire cap now at 10 BPS do you think mechanical guys can be competitive in the NXL Uh, it would be awesome to see cockers out there again I've been considering giving it a try I recall when the uncapped electronic markers were mixed in with the mech uh, guns competing hell aftershock in the early (laughs) 2000s early 2000s is a prime example thanks Uh, you know I was, uh, I, I took a game or two, uh, when we were doing the, uh, the 10 man, uh, the 10 man event and I practiced the semi pro team and some of the other guys on the team with that mechanical ether that I had. And it was, I mean, I, I didn't, sh- I shot just about <laughs> the same amount of paint that I normally would with my, uh, with my LV one. So, I mean, I think it's possible. I mean, 10 balls a second is like, you know. Some think it's fast, you know, to somebody who isn't used to it, but somebody who has seen, you know, 15, 12 balls a second, or fifteen balls a second before. I mean, ten BPS is slow. Some some people will think that it's um, enough. Uh, I mean, there's there's people out there who can shoot ten balls a second in uh, in mechanical. I don't think a mix will happen. Uh, I think it's going to be one or the other. Just just for standards alone, I feel, but, man, I could see it going too mechanical, but, I mean, I don't know, I don't know the direction of sport, I don't know where they're trying to take it, because I, I think it's, um, you know, on, on one side, a lot of people love the mechanical stuff, and it's it's tons of fun, and then on the other side, there's a, there's a bunch of people that enjoy shooting a shit ton of paint with one finger with their electronic marker, you know, with a loader, on their paintball marker that can load easily twenty balls a second but we cap them at ten uh... because people you know like to cheat and it's just the same thing as i talked to bart in 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 that uh... podcast you know if we cap it at fifteen in semi-auto and you know people actually have to you know revert back to actually shooting the marker with two fingers and if they're going to control somebody left-handed and they're not very good it doesn't equalize the playing field. It actually makes you work for your skill and what you're doing, what you're trying to achieve. But I could go on that for days. But I don't think it's going to mix. Um, I think it's going to stay the same. And, I mean, that's it is what it is. Uh, how to get over the feeling of being ran down. Um, There's There was a response. Be the one who runs. Um, you cannot be afraid. It's just like, it's like in baseball when a, when a baseball is hit to you. I mean, if anybody out there, you know, any guys play baseball or any kind of sport, um, contact sport anyway, even baseball, if you think about it. Uh, if, uh, you know, if you get hit, a baseball gets hit to you, you can't be afraid of the ball, you know, you have to stand there and you have to, receive the ball to be able to throw it to first right so if you you and you have to think about that step before you think about throwing it to first because if if you think about throwing to first before you actually field that ball you're gonna you're gonna have an error it's gonna go under your glove it's gonna you're gonna mishandle it uh and you're not gonna do it so if you if you're constantly thinking about getting ran down you're taking yourself out of the game you're not. You're not thinking about your job. Uh, you're not thinking about what's happening on. You know, in front of you, or, or in the middle of the field, or whatever your job is to cut down or do. You're not thinking about that. You're you're worrying about the possibilities of what could happen instead of what is happening. Um, and that's a that's a big thing. If you uh, you know, if you talk to any of the top pros out there, they'll tell you that uh, situations happen all the time and to be able to make the right decision in those situations is what separates, uh, the good players from the great players. So, um, getting over that fear is just knowing that if you do your job and you have confidence in your other guys, uh, that, that, you know, they're not going to let you get ran down. And even if you do, you go out, you go out there and give it to somebody else, man. You, you have to do that because, (laughs) um, if you're always receiving, it sucks. But if you go out there and you you know you jump that beam and you run the highway one or two times, it feels good. So so put that shit in the back of your head and you know just go out there knowing that you're not always gonna get ran down. If you do, it happens. You know, guys drop their lanes or you switch, and you know sometimes guys have great timing, guys and gals. I don't want to be sexist, um, but uh, you know, sometimes shit happens, and sometimes there's just good timing, and you you can't let that one thing pretty much just let uh, let divert you away from your job and what you're supposed to be doing. Uh, Halloween chorizo, yeah, buddy. Uh, to get nerdy, favorite gun setup, favorite drill, and off topic top three Facebook or Instagram to look at non-family. Or paintball related. Uh, no complaints on the show. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, thanks, man. But um, uh, let's see. My favorite gun setup? I probably, probably one of my favorite setups, hands down, one of my favorite setups was in 2007. Um, it was the Avalanche Crossbones 2007 Ego. I, I shot an SL barrel on it, it was an all black SL barrel, it was the crossbones body, it wasn't anything, I think it was a 1 of 1, or like a 1 of 3 that they made, uh, it wasn't really that cool looking, um, at first I didn't like them, and then I was like, mm, okay, I'll shoot this thing, why the hell not, and then, uh, no offense to Planet or anything like that, but... Back then, I was a big CP Reg nerd, and uh, I got a mini CP Reg. Uh, I got a ninety, uh, a ninety uh, macro line fitting coming out the bottom of that, which ran straight back to the uh, the on off. So it was just a straight macro. There was no curve in it or anything like that. I thought that was, I mean, that was kind of nerdy too. I, I thought that was cool. Um, and then a sixty-eight forty-five uh, tank, and I believe we were shooting Halos at the time. But that setup was awesome. Like I enjoyed shooting that setup probably more than any that I, that I have before. And, uh, I wish I still, that was one. I wish I still had, uh, because they didn't make very many of those. I think it was one of three. I'm pretty sure I should probably ask Jack. Oward or from planet to see they, they, I don't even know if they remember who knows. I'll, I'll have to ask them. but, uh, favorite drill. Um, so so this one I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I don't have a favorite drill um, but I do have a favorite game I have a couple favorite games that I enjoy playing in between points you know when everybody's kind of standing around and uh, waiting for the other side because they're doing their game plan or whatever so uh, I enjoy playing paint which is horse just uh, paintball version. So, you know, and if y'all y'all don't know, it's you know one will take the shot. Usually, it's the person who says, uh, you know, hey, let's play paint. That'll be the guy who takes the first shot or gal who takes the first shot. Uh, You try and shoot something. You say right or left-handed, and then what you are trying to shoot. So I would say uh, right-handed. top of the post above the pulley for the net or you would say the pulley for the net or or whatever if you shot it um the guy after you had to try and shoot it if he made it the next guy in line had to try and shoot it and then whoever missed whoever missed the shot gets a p and then the next guy after that, if it doesn't go around to the first guy, the next guy has an open shot to be able to do whatever. And then he says left-handed kneeling, uh, or he says, you know, under the knee, through the leg, uh, you know, right post, whatever. You get the point. But um, but I enjoy doing that, uh, just little things in between points. And then I like to play Civil War. Uh, for some reason i enjoy i've enjoyed playing civil war ever since i started playing paintball in like 2002. uh i saw a ref do it at my field i first started playing at and i thought it was so fun because you would you would start clear down the field you would have a line of guys you know 15 20 people or whatever and then you have 15 20 people those the the team down at the far end would raise their gun everybody would shoot one ball at the same time you would watch all these single paintballs come flying down you're covering your balls and everything in your neck because you don't want to get hit and then uh whoever got shot stepped out and then whoever didn't get shot stayed and then the team who shot last takes one big step forward and now it's the other team's try and then you go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and, uh, I just, I love doing it. I thought it was so much fun because you could just, you could see all the individual paintballs at one time. Cause everybody's just shooting one ball and uh, I'm a nerd. <laughs> I enjoy weird stuff, but, uh, I suggest you guys try it. Uh, both games are fun. Uh, top three, Facebook or Instagram to look, uh, to look at non-family or paintball related. So I like to, let's see. Uh, there is a... There's a uh, an animal one that I follow called Nature Is Metal, and I think there's a lot of people that follow that. But it's just animals, it's animals like fucking each other up, like getting eaten and like torn apart. Or it sounds like it sounds more, but it but it's not. It's like this is the shit that happens, like in nature, happening now. This is the kind of shit that happens, like in the wild. And I don't want to say that I enjoy it because there's there's some that's like "All all right, all right but it's like, it's just, it's interesting because that, that is mother nature. That is the wild. That is, that is what animals do to survive. And I just think it's super interesting. Uh, so there's, there's that one. Um, I really enjoy special effects makeup. Um, when I was younger, I, I wanted to be a couple things. Uh, one thing was a paleontologist. Uh, another thing was a special effects makeup artist. And there was a a show on fx that was called oh what the hell was it called it was like monster monster makeup ah, face face off it was called face off and they would do all these special effect uh makeups and i thought it was the coolest thing and i just i enjoy it i enjoy all the little small um delicate you know work that goes into it and because I'm not, I'm not big on CGI. I don't really like CGI that much. I like real, real things that you can touch and feel, and that are that are there, that that um, that uh, people made. And so I would say nature is metal. Uh, I think it's called FSTFX or something like that. That's that's one that I that I follow. And then I also follow. Um, uh oh who is it? Will Sasso. Will Sasso is fucking hilarious. Uh I enjoy following his Instagram. Uh Lee is funny. Joe Rogan is hilarious. Brian Callen. Uh all those guys, they're they're awesome. So I would uh, I would say those those channels. Uh do 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 do. All right. I need to start flying through these. What are your thoughts on people proposing to make paintball violent again? Is making paintball violent good for growing the sport? I think I think paintball in general is a violent sport. Um, I think seeing something like, you know, seeing a guy chicken wing or something when you hit his, you know, when you run him down and you shoot him in the back, uh, the neck, and the, the center of the back, um, or when you see a guy get shot a bunch. Or you know, people with welts and blood. I mean, it's it's it is what it is. It's it's violent. It's it's gritty. And I, I think the meaning behind it, and at least the meaning for me, is like stop lowering, stop lowering the the balls per second, the the rate of fire. Stop lowering that. Um, start uh, start getting trying to get guys into the sport instead of just shooting. Paint all the time and not wanting to make moves and rather shoot bounce shots and do all this shit and you want to see people get run down and and moves happen and I think that I think that's the whole thing behind uh, make paintball violent again. Um, I'd like to see I'd like to see a little bit more intensity out there instead of more uh, sitting and standing and shooting a bunch of paint. But that's just me. I know people will disagree, but it's not your podcast. It's mine. <laughs> Um, as stated above, will the teams with the best funds always win? That is a good question. Um, a lot of people will say no. I will say I think it has um, – I think it definitely has an influence um, because you'll see a lot of the teams that don't have very much, very many funds. I mean, just because I'm on one that isn't well-funded, I'm not making excuses. But i tell you what, if I'm getting paid um, – A wage to be able to work out and play paintball you know if I wanted to every single day of the week or every weekend I would sure as hell do so um, if that was my job so but I mean well-funded I guess doesn't mean they're paying their players well I guess it does Uh, but I think it has a factor Uh, if you can make a dream player using different attributes from different people who and what would they have Oh, that's a good question. I'd say speed of, uh, well, speed of mouse. Uh, I'd say, uh, probably Oliver's, um, how would you say, uh, Oliver's, his like, um, creativity. I would say J Rab's, J Rab's patience, um, Yosh Rao's one-on-one ability. I think he's. I think Yosh is nasty. Um, who? Let's see who else. Um, then I would have to say. Uh, I mean, Federal's is pretty creative too, but uh, mindset. And work ethic, probably of Chad George, and coachability of probably Ronnie Dizon. Uh, Ronnie does his job really well, and I think it's been proving more and more uh, these past few years. So that's uh, that's what I would say. Hope that makes sense. Uh, Our stem cells an option for the MCL. That's funny. Is Tampa Bay damage done? let's see, let's see an all-star game, I'm going backwards, I'm scrolling from bottom to up, so bottom to top, bottom to up, bottom to top, uh, are stem cells an option, I think the, uh, what I've read as it is, and, uh, I'm definitely looking into it, is Tampa Bay damage done, uh, no, I, I believe that Tampa Bay still has a chance at any tournament that they enter in, uh, just on, um, uh, just some playing ability and the new guys that they have. I, I think they always have a chance to win. Um, and I'll have to read one about the All-Star game up there. Dream 5-on-5 match, including past pros or and current. Oh, man. Um, I think that goes with... Oh, I guess, yeah, that's the All-Star game. Um, dream 5-on-5. I don't really have a Dream 5-on-5, but uh, I would say old-school Dynasty. I would like to see another 7-man match. Uh old school dynasty. Let's say like Oh six era, uh, of dynasty and, uh, excessive, but I would like to be a part of the excessive side. <laughs> um, so that's, that's what I would like. That's what I would like to see. Um, how many more years do you have left in the tank? And who do you think will win cup this year? How many more years do I have left in the tank? Uh, you know, now that I hurt my knee again, I would have to say, you know, my my future is is uh, questionable um, in the sense of maybe it could possibly be, you know, the next couple years. Uh, it could be, it could be five, could be three. Um, I would like to say five, but I'm I'm you know, I'm not really sure. I think my body's going to tell me when uh, what I have left in the tank. <coughs> uh, but we'll have to see. You know, that ground is hard at Badlands, man. I don't know. I don't care who you are. Go play at Badlands. That, that'll that tear you up. I've, I've, I have some scars. I have some bad knees from that place. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a tough. Who do I think will win Cup? I would like to say Aftershock. I'm going to say Aftershock. But, um, you know, Houston Heat is definitely in the run. Uh, I think Impact is always... A contender, as uh, as well as dynasty, you know all the top teams. But uh, like I said before, I, I think anybody at any given tournament, any any given weekend, uh, could come and play, and you know show up and uh, and and come out on top. Uh, parody in the pro division. What's your opinion? Uh, let's see. Let me scroll through. Uh, some pros play harder, like any other sport, to get paid more. Yeah, uh, very true. But the most pro sports, most athletes get paid. So if you have two basketball teams and one gets court time seven days a week, and the other, excuse me, and the uh, and the other only gets one to two days because they can't afford to rent the facility, that's not creating an equal playing field. Don't get me wrong. This is from Rocky Nuth. Um, which I am going to uh, hopefully have on the podcast here very, very soon. Uh, I'll all about the American dream, work harder, read the benefits. I just think we will see even a bigger separation in the pro ranks over the next few seasons. I honestly agree. I mean, that goes back to... Um, not trying to stir shit. I just want to see Carlos. So, yeah. So, uh, I think... I think I agree. I mean, I agree with Rocky. I think as long as you have guys out there getting paid who are able to play whenever they want and go to the gym, whenever they want and, and they're paid to just play paintball and travel, I think are definitely going to have an advantage, not saying they're going to be better. I'm just saying they have the advantage. It's just like what he said. If there's a team that plays seven days a week and another team that plays one to two days, uh, one has a definite advantage. So, um, you know, and Rocky goes on to uh, a few things. I'm sure we'll talk about this when we do the podcast. But um, you know, I agree. I I think that there is definitely a uh, a difference, and I think I think it goes to show. I mean, those teams are, are pretty much uh, taking over the league and have been for the past the past years. So, um, so yeah. So Rocky and I will talk about that when he when he comes on the podcast in a, in a week. Um are bound shots killing the game or is it just the next level of evolution? Ooh, um, I think bounce shots are man, you know, bounce shots are one of those things here here's what I think. I think bounce shots will be less of an issue if we did not release the layout. If we didn't release the layout until Thursday of the event and nobody had time to practice it and find all these bounce shots and everything had to be found during the weekend during the matches i think you would see a lot different play than what you do now um you know a a lot of people will say well it's just a part of the game i think it's just part of the game too but i think if you don't have two straight weekends or even more um playing the bounce shots themselves i i think that you know, those those players who are able to find that shit within the mix, I think are are really going to shine uh, if you don't release the layout. And I think the teams that can just genuinely play well with each other, I think are gonna come through. So I, I think I think rather than focus on the bounce shots, I think we should focus on not releasing the layout. That's my opinion. Um uh, probably won't get paid. What are What are your thoughts on paintball and gambling, like the ones where you got to buy something to win something? For example, PB swag bags, stuff their giveaway. Will this hurt the image of paintball? Like how loot boxes hurt gaming? Will no one care? Uh that's a good question. Um, because I know that there's a whole. I mean, I don't know exactly how it works, but I know there's my fan wagon. Uh, and you're picking like a team or a person over the other thing. I don't know if you have to pay for that, uh, in order to win something, but I think it's just like anything else. There's always going to be people that are going to want to bet on it. And I think it's just going to be kind of one of those things where it, it is what it is. And I mean, I, you can't stop it. I mean, if somebody wants to do it and there's people behind that want to spend the money, I think it's going to happen regardless. (coughs) Excuse me. So, um, so yeah, I think I think it's, gonna, it's just going to happen. Uh, so that was the Instagram ones. So let's run through, uh, let's run through the Facebook ones. Why has X-Ball survived as long as it has uh, when it isn't a friendly format to bring in outside fans, which would in turn bring the in outside sponsors for the sport? Uh, there's some replies on that one. Let's see what people said. I agree. Never seen a sport, so non, <laughs> not interested in growing. Um, too much greed up top. Ooh, rah, uh, Micah Miller. When, let's see, well, sorry, I didn't mean to throw you under the bus, but you know, saying your name, uh, just reading. Well, when it's run by insiders, you get that. Ooh. So. Wow. So, um, so what I think is that it's, it's the best format to manage. Uh, it's the quickest turnaround time. It's, it's just like even now with, uh, you know, nobody likes the split deck. No one likes the split deck, but I think the only, and, and multiple people I've heard, the only reason why split deck is around is because you get more games in and there's constant action. Is is what they want to say, but for the teams, I think it hurts. It, I think, I think it hurts momentum, and 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 like a lot of people have said, you know, there's uh, there's constant action, but nobody still knows what's going on. I mean, there's people who watch it come watch it for the first time. They're like, oh, why are there two teams playing? Oh, another two teams, it'll, and the other two teams just came back on. I have no idea. I, I think they should go back to. I forget who I was talking to this about but i think they should go back to explaining what the penalties are um i think they should possibly run some videos with some monitors at the nxl uh, the registration booth or something like that explaining rules explaining all this shit like running 24 7 at the booth so if you need some info on what's going on what's happening on the field you get an idea of what's happening, so, you know, you're watching this video, and you see a yellow flag, and it could possibly be, let's, you know, name the top four, or three penalties, that, you know, fuck, name the top three penalties, which is mostly, uh, unobvious hit, um, for yellow flag, right, unobvious hit, um, slightly playing on, and, uh, what's another one, talking, is that a yellow flag or is that a red flag? I have nobody to talk to. I'm just talking to myself. <laughs> um, so and then what? So the the red majors are are uh, majorly playing on um, wiping, cheating, and that could that could either be you know with you know wiping your loader against a bunker or with your hand or trying to slide something off. Uh, because I one thing I have seen is I've seen guys, uh, you know, and I've been guilty of this too, but uh, guys running to the corner, getting shot in the leg, um, hitting the ground and popping up and shooting their gun. I've seen a yellow flag on that and I've seen a red flag on that. So I think it's completely uh, the referees, uh, you know, it's completely up to them. You know, it's it's what they think at that time of what that penalty should be. Um, but yeah, but anyway, that's why I think expo is still around because it's the easiest to manage. And, um, but I, I, am also not working in the industry, so I could be completely wrong, but that's what I think from an outsider's perspective. Uh minor penalties for pack hits that nine times out of 10, you can't feel, I feel it shouldn't be a penalty. So to me, depending on where. Depending on where the pack, where on the pack it hits. Normally, if you're sitting stagnant in a bunker, you will feel the majority of the hits on your pack. I guarantee you, if you're sitting stagnant and you are shooting uh, opposite side across field and you're side, a guy shoots you in the pack, I guarantee you, you will feel it. 90% of your pack, I guarantee you'll feel it. Um, now, if you're running off the break to a corner and diving, and you get clipped in the top or the bottom of your pod, I, I you can't feel that, I want to say, 70% of the time. you will Maybe even 80% of the time, you cannot feel that shit. And to get a penalty because you're diving and you get shot and you come up into your bunker and you start playing... Because you didn't feel anything on your body, obviously, and you get a penalty for that, I think it's kind of bullshit. Um, and I think any paintball player who who has done that, gone to a corner, you know, and has gotten shot that way when they don't feel it—I mean, you you know exactly—and you know, all the refs, all the refs should have have played paintball one time or another and have gone through that experience. Um, but like I said, that's it's completely up to the uh, the the ref's view of what's going on with that one. Uh, So that one's got a reply. Then the pack, whatever. Um, Let's see. How do we get indoor back on the CW? Can't remember what it was called before on Thursday nights. I think that was the the ultimate UPL or something like that. I think I remember watching it. Watching you play what seems like ages ago on TV. So I played, I played on the uh, the Smart Parts thing, which was back in 2006. But I think what you're thinking about is the Ultimate Three Man League, and I forget what the hell that was called, but I think that was like a big TV thing that they tried to do, which it was way too small. Um, had no, everybody was running each other down. It was just kind of kind of fucking dangerous, if you ask me but um but I don't know how we get it I, we have to figure it out we gotta figure out a, a, a way to film it uh, a way to bring it to uh, the general public and I think we're still trying to figure that out Mark Schulte can I be on your podcast yes you can sir anytime give me a shout uh, I'm hoping to have him on here soon too uh, there it is Ronnie D's thoughts on Detroit communities using paintball as a way to end gang violence um yeah, I think I pretty much went over that. I think it's kind of silly. Uh, have a podcast with Mark Dusa and Steve Farkas. Mark Dusa, love you. Steve Farkas, love you. Um, maybe. Maybe Joe Allen. Maybe. Um, let's see. Have Gino. Uh, man, I. Have Gino and Richmond Italia on can you say ratings uh maybe i will i mean why not you know i'm trying to get a lot of interesting people in the league and a lot of important people on here who who is uh on the league so um maybe i'll have to get their contacts and the, and try and get them on uh let's see more farkas and deuce deuces said hell no um all right, but how many refs do you think it will take for Nike and or Under Armour to take over? Wait, no. Why did I say refs? How many years do you think it will take for Nike and or Under Armour to take over the design and manufacturing process of jerseys for professional teams? Um, that's a good one. It. I, I don't think they would take over the process. I think I would. I would like to see them competing uh, in the process and actually making paintball gear. Uh, because then I feel that it wouldn't be so monopolized uh, with the companies that are in it right now. I, I love seeing competition. I love seeing different companies involved because I feel like the more companies that are involved um, shows a growth in the sport. And if we can see uh, more manufacturers of product, I think uh, we'll be better. As far as how many years or what the timeline is, I can't really give that out because I don't know it um but i'm hoping that it is sooner than later and if it's you know if it's sponsoring the league i mean we we got to do whatever we can do man the pros are only getting 12 grand for first place i mean something has to change the pro player some of the pro players that are on the teams you know are getting paid less than the refs for the weekend you know, and then some people, well, you guys are getting free gear and this and that. Like, you guys don't know what we're getting. Like, some guys are still paying for their flights who play for pro teams. Like, they're still paying their way to get the event, just like the divisional players, just like everybody else out there. There, there are pro players out there still paying their way on top of that. Yeah, they might get, you know, a gun to play with for the year and some gear, but, I mean, there are semi-pro teams that get that that deal. You know, and you have reps that are out there making, you know, how many hundreds of dollars a day. You know, I don't know exactly what it is, but I've heard numbers. And, um, you know, other people in the league or anything like that that are getting paid. Wait, I mean, the, the, the professional paintball player, the average professional paintball player, I guarantee you, is making the least amount in this league, in paintball in general. I guarantee you. Guarantee you. Maybe... Maybe a little bit more than maybe not than the guy walking around picking up the boxes and putting them in the garbage. But I don't know. We'll see how much flack I get for that. But we'll see. I mean, show me, show me proof, and then people are going to. We'll get better. Be better. Be on a better team. Yeah. Uh. Be on it. Yeah. You be on a better team and see how uh, see how easy that is to uh to you know put yourself at that level and you're just going to walk onto a team. Okay. Um. How about paintball not dying and actually growing into a bigger and better sport by utilizing local, uh, localized tournament series uh, tying into each other? Example, USXBL, MVPS, AFPL, MSXL, etc. Uh, playing all season in local tournament series with a bigger goal for smaller teams to put a name on the map. I know the efforts are in motion. Any suggestions on how to make that effort uh, more efficient? Um that's a good question. I, I think I think the league should really take advantage of uh, of these smaller tournament series, and I think it should matter more. I think those, uh, you know, I, I think when the C X B L, like the Canadian league, and everything, I mean, that was huge. And I think those need to be taken advantage more uh, by local teams, and I think those local and regional events need to grow and grow and grow. And I think. I think that the national events need to set up some kind of a ranking system to where, you know, but they have it to where anybody can play. Anybody can play. But you have to make it to where some of these regional tournaments matter. You know, not just matter on your APPA ranking on what you are, but also, you know, maybe on a national level too, you have to qualify for these tournaments, See, that's the thing, too. It's, it's, it's the same thing. Like, what if you did where it was, you know, the teams had to qualify uh, to play at the tournaments. And then they had to qualify to play for a World Cup. And, but I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, but I, I think it's very important, uh, Tyler. I, I, I really think it is. Uh, penalties in paintball are so detrimental to a team causing the infraction. Can you see a better way to enforce a penalty without wiping out a team? Oh, man. Um, I think that, you know, I see that all the time, too, especially the whole, I think it's within the last minute. I don't know if it's the last minute or last 30 seconds. Like, if a team gets a major penalty, um, the other team automatically gets the point or some shit like that. (coughs) Um. But I I think something needs to to happen like that, you know, even on major points. I think that refs, what I think needs to happen with refs too, is the ref that is pulling the penalty, the ref that is pulling the penalty needs to pull out all of the other players that he is pulling out for that penalty. Because it it is so fucking confusing when you're on the field, and you're just playing, and the ref points at you from 20 feet away and says you're out, and you're all you're doing is sitting in your bunker, you know, not doing anything, and he calls you out, and he says, just get out. Like, come on, man. Like, at least give me an explanation. Like, when I, I remember playing, and a ref, like in 7-man, a ref would come up, even in X-ball, a ref would come up, pull my armband, and say... Hey, you got sh- you got shot in the pack. Get out. Okay. Hey, in your leg. Get out. You know you're eliminated. Whatever. But I think I think the the ref that is pulling the penalty needs to because I think there's there I think there are multiple times that is it has happened where there have been too many players pulled on a penalty, and I think that the ref that has seen the penalty and is pulling the penalty needs to pull out all of the consecutive players. After the player that has uh, caused you know caused the infraction, so that's what I think. I, th- I think that would help out a ton, and especially guys. I mean, sometimes uh, and what's weird is I'd see a ref go up and pull a guy for a penalty, and then there's a guy right next to him, and instead of pulling that guy, he goes out and like pulls a back guy or something like that. I don't know. I'm 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 not a ref, so I don't see I don't see exactly what they see. So um, also uh, from Kyle, let's see. Uh, what do you think about the pros moving away from electronic guns using mechanical only Uh, hoppers can be electronic I base this question on baseball pros use wooden bats where amateurs use metal composite uh, which are far superior to wooden bats Uh, I could elaborate further as to why I make to the baseball comparison I like that because I think it's I think it has some validity to it Um, you know I think I think a lot of people rely way too much on their marker doing all the work uh, rather than actually you know, shooting it and, and putting the paint where they want it instead of just having the marker just shoot a shit ton of pods all over the place and controlling people that way. I think it'd be interesting, Kyle, for sure. Um, is Aftershock making a coaching change? Uh, I do believe that we are adding our semi-pro coach. Um, as an assistant coach to uh, to help Bruno out, um, not he's not necessarily taking over, but I think I think we need some help in the pits. I think Bruno needs some help. I think he's trying to carry too much, and I think we can get some load off of his uh, off of his shoulders. Then uh, all the better. Um, so that would be that would be the coaching change that uh, would be happening. What markers have you kept uh, from the teams you've played on? So i have my uh my my tiger stripe 98 from tip and effect and i uh just to until last year i had all of my signature series but i've, I've sold all those um yeah so all i have right now is a tiger stripe 98 a uh, an lvr that i shot last year my lv1 uh from this year and the mechanical ether so that's all i got Uh, Why are bags of chips 90% air? Well, I'm guessing that the chip companies are going to tell you that the nitrogen that they pump into it or whatever it is. I think it's nitrogen though. I'm pretty sure. Uh, If they put more chips in the bag, more would become broken in shipping. So I think they pump it full of air to help protect the chips to stay intact because nobody wants to eat a broken chip. That's my guess. Uh, what's your dream car to own? Um, so the more and more I heard Joe Rogan talking about, I think it's the uh, oh, what is it? I think it's a Stinger Porsche. Oh, I could be, I could be completely wrong. But there's this Porsche, this green Porsche that he was talking about. I think it looks so badass, and I would love to drive it. But I think it's, it's I know somebody's gonna correct me, but I think it's called a um a. St- a st- stinger porsche that, does not, that doesn't sound right it's that's not right but it's a green porsche type in green porsche online and i think that you'll see it It's a uh i think it's a turbo 911 or something like that so uh what do i do as a nine to five so i am a am uh, a technician for a pump company uh i do repairs on uh on all kinds of water pumps whether it be you know, hot water pumps for buildings, domestic pumps, or it could be a uh, domestic cold water boosting systems for a building, uh, or a you know a downtown uh, downtown building or something like that, a skyscraper, or it could be a little vacuum pump or a little chemical pump. So, but most of that, I work most of those pumps I work on. Uh, I also do uh, a little bit of motor repair along with some uh, variable speed drive uh, startups and repairs. And then I also work on some steam and, uh, some little bits and stuff in between, but that's what I do for, uh, for a living. And then my weekend is, is, uh, if it's not with a family, it's paintball. Uh, (coughs) and last question, um, from David is paintball dying. I hope not. I I really hope not. I don't think paintball will ever die. Um, I think the styles of play uh, will will die and be reborn. Uh, I think I think it's ever evolving. I hope the higher ups uh, let it evolve, and I hope they they kind of steer us in a direction. Or I hope something comes along where uh, you know it helps paintball become mainstream and it gets a lot more of the uh you know the, the ones who have the deeper pockets involved in the sport and so we can get these uh these pro players you know all of them on the same level rather than having it being so uneven uh at the moment and and not only that you know just getting the sport out to the public and have it become what we've always wanted it to be but um but yeah, I hope it's not dying. So that's a good one to end on. I appreciate all the questions, everybody. I I had a good time going over everything. I would love to do this um, every week or every couple weeks uh, in between the uh, the people podcasts. But I think this was a this was a pretty good one. I love uh, I love hearing people's thoughts on things, and and yeah, I think I had a great time. I hope you had a good time, and please like. All the other times that I've told you guys, don't text and drive. Just listen, listen, and uh, listen and drive to podcasts. That's why podcasts are so great. I appreciate you all. Take care, and we'll see you again here soon on the Playing Out podcast. Peace.